Welcome, everyone, to a special episode of Calling the Powering. This is podcast number 69. <laughs> 69, I'm your partner, I'll do it. <laughs> always, your good friend, Matt Turner, with me as always. My tag partner, Team Blue and Gold, my good buddy, my Comic-Con partner in arms, Vampirilla himself, Whoa, Andy Hatter. From Draculon, straight from Draculon. How's it going? Yeah. So I am, I am, uh, I still have a little bit of sickness in my voice, but I feel fine, but I sound a little... It's not like I drink whiskey and smoke a pack of cigarettes every day, which I do not, but that's what I sound like. What can you like, do? let me kill myself. Yeah. Hey, everybody. <laughs> so we're on episode 69, Andy. Had I know. Cool that we made this far. So How about it? Obviously, we could not record last Friday as we were... Well, a little busy. I guess maybe, yeah, we were busy. We were in New York for Comic-Con, and then we were going to do an episode on Monday, and Andy Header was got about a day and a half, two days in, Andy Header pretty much lost his voice, so he said, let's rest it up. So what we're going to do is we're uh, going to this episode, episode 69, special edition. We're just going to just talk about New York Comic Con. And then we're going to record later in the week in two or three days. And we'll do our normal podcast. And there's a lot to talk about with Hell in the Cell, AEW, NXT, yeah, SmackDown, NWA. And then Hell what yeah. we read from the past. Uh, you know, then obviously what we read from the past week. So this is strictly just going to be New York Comic Con 2019. Andy Hatter, how was your New York Comic Con 2019? Very good. Um... Aside from me getting a little sick in my throat, it was great, you know. And there are our stupid little uh, mishap in the parking garage, but that's not our fault. That's the parking garage's fault. Other than that, everything was great. Um, you know, I, I go. I don't really meet anyone other than comic writers and creators, and take pictures of cosplay and then cosplay myself. So that's my main thing. So I don't. I didn't spend as much money this year, which is kind of good. I bought you know a few trades and uh, three commissions. So we'll, we'll we'll get into that. But yeah, my mine was great. I'm assuming yours was great as well. Mine always is. This is it. I have to count. I think this is my seventh year. Wow. And every year is an A plus. And you know me, I'm easy going. This year I was much more easy going. The only really things that I had to do was just meet a couple of the celebrities, which other than Billy D. Williams because he wasn't doing prepaid autographs, is I already prepaid for everything. So I just got in line and waited and. Uh, I don't know if I, I know I told you this probably via text, and I don't know if I mentioned this on the show last time we recorded, but I was pulling books a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I literally have about 300 comics in two or three boxes that are signed, that I just don't know what to do, so like, what more do I really, really want? Not yeah. that, but I probably have about 20 commissions as well, that I don't have frames put up in the man cave or whatever, I'm like, what am I going to do with these? So I was like, ah, you know, I'm just going to get, you know, one or two commissions, Really, not too much to get signed, so it was a much more lax Comic Con uh, for me. But as always, enjoyed it. You know, always enjoyed the company. You know, it was nice that Brad uh, he came back. It was his first Comic Con in about six years since he lost all that weight. He's seen that time of his life. And oh yeah, Ash, Ashley and Ryan as well. So it seems uh, like everybody was taken care of pretty well, and everybody had an A plus time. And that's that's basically what I look up for. I've done so much, <coughs> so many just absolutely you know rock stars in the entertainment and the comic book industry. Over the last six or seven years, I just want to make sure that you guys are. You know, it's like we're putting match together. I want to make sure everybody's getting enough stuff. Get your stuff in. Get your stuff in. Get your stuff brother. I think, we, I think we did. It was, it was fun. We, of course, unless anyone doesn't know, we went all four days. We had the four day pass. We were there Thursday through Sunday. And it was much cooler up there this year because last year, I remember, it was like hot and humid one day, which uh, that doesn't help anybody out, especially when you're in that mass of humanity where, especially Saturday and you know, Sunday and even Friday this year. It's, it gets so crowded, especially on the main floor, and it's, it's hard to get through. And the last thing you want is uh, really hot weather, because that just uh, makes some pinky people a little sneaky that don't have good hygiene, and you don't want to be around that. But, yeah, so we, we got some good scores. Uh, I'll just jump, we'll jump all over, because we got, um, what was it, Saturday, we got the tickets to meet Todd McFarlane, Brian K. Vaughn, John Romita Jr., 
and who am I forgetting? One more. Like, got, J. J. Scott Campbell, but we didn't get tickets for that. But we met him anyway. But we met him before. Yeah. And then uh, you know, throw on not to one up either partner, but then throw on for me. I got to be Benedict Wong, who plays Wong in the Doctor yeah. Strange and the uh, last two Avengers movies, and Mr. Smooth himself, Billy D. Williams, aka Landell Calrissian. <laughs> yes. So, Code forty-five so I, right there. <laughs> And you met Paul Rudd, too, so... Yes, that was Thursday, so... Basically, what I do is Saturday... If anybody's never gone to New York Comic Con before, the first time I went, I did three days, and I said, ah, let's do four. This way, you can kind of spread it out. You don't mind waiting in line. And this way, you kind of... Like, Sunday's like kind of our cleanup day. Mm-hmm. But Saturday, I make sure that the main floor in Artist Alley is so jammed Ugh. that instead of getting frustrated, getting, like, thrown into almost like a makeshift mosh pit, I make sure I... All my line waiting happens that day i'm meeting any celebrity i make sure it happens that day so this way if i'm in line for an hour hour and a half two hours it is what it is i'm not moving i'm standing right there i'm fine i'm talking to people i'm meeting friends and yeah, you're not really getting whatnot. pushed or, or waiting you know 10 minutes to go five steps <laughs> yeah so that's basically it got to a point where i literally just had my elbows up some points i'm like if somebody gets hit with one of these bows <laughs> That's on you, but you never seen like, any fights or anything. No, right I, I've You're never seen one pressure. fight, and it's 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 something else. Like concerts, you see fights all the time, and games. You know, like I just seen a, a clip of two Eagles fans going at it the other day. But like at the con, I've never seen anyone fight ever. Nothing. I'm ready to throw down. Yeah, yeah. No. Hey, let, 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 let's fight the next year's one. We'll just pick somebody out. Hey, DC sucks. You know. <laughs> but basically, what happened is Wednesday night. You know, I picked up my sister, my brother-in-law at the airport, and then came home. Yeah, Amber pretty much had dinner just about ready to go, which happened to be Lily's birthday, so that worked out perfect. Yeah, so right. You strolled in about an hour, hour and a half later, and then we were able to watch the AEW NXT shows, which unfortunately for me, the NXT, the every Wednesday, the NXT AEW shows, I'll probably have to watch either late on Wednesday or sometime on Thursday because four of Amber's shows all come on. No, boy, day. Wednesday. So, yes, and I know my place in that. <laughs> dead last, sir. So, but that was nice. Obviously, she's just like, yeah, I get it, no problem. Plus, you know, you were all, you were over. This is the first year that you stayed over. Cause yeah. I, correct me if I'm wrong. You usually come early Thursday. Yeah, morning, but so. that, it's it's hard sometimes with the traffic, and then you gotta get up at like four, and then you're up all day. So, like, imagine being up from four till nine or ten at night. So and then we we left at a decent time, and it's only about 94, 95 miles from my house to New York City. All depending on where you're staying. In the, in the, in the yeah, it's kind of like just going east, basically, like the yeah, straight shot east. It's a pretty simple drive, but usually takes us, the first couple of years, it was a little over two hours, like two and a half hours. Yeah. Last year, it was a little over four hours. This year, we hit traffic literally as soon as we got in New Jersey on Haiti. We don't know what it was. There's there four or five lanes. We thought there was accident. We thought there was a road, road work. We didn't see anything. Yeah, the merge points usually build up a little bit of traffic, like with the road coming onto the highway. But still, there was nothing. There wasn't like somebody whacked a car and it was upside down or nothing like that. It was just like, oh, that's it. It was just a merge. So it's, uh, it, 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 that took a while. So what, what can you do? You know, you know, there's gonna be traffic. So like a, a ride that should have took two hours took four hours. You know, it took double the time. Well, even longer than that because we got into now well, last year the, the where we hit a majority of the traffic was trying to get in the tunnel. Which obviously there was traffic this year, but nowhere near as bad as last year. We just hit, for some reason, Jersey, we hit all that traffic. And then we parked the car, and then the parking garage was three blocks away. Yeah. So me and you went to, as always, you're my DD when I go to New York City. And guys, if you've never driven New York City before, you need to have your head on a swivel. You need to, you, if you can, have somebody 
be, it's something else. Be, yeah, be a shotgun driver, have somebody in the passenger seat. This way to kind of just roll the window down, just like, hey, let me get through, let me get through, and then obviously to do the polite thing and thank them, which, I mean, we, I think I crossed over, once we got a tunnel, three lanes of traffic, and people yeah. went through. So the drivers are aggressive, but they are pretty well polite. I don't think you'll ever get into a high-speed accident there, just because I don't think you can go more you never than get up to high miles speeds. an hour. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, your high speed there is maybe 20, and that's pushing it. Yeah, so Thursday, we dropped uh, Ashley right off at the airport and unloaded the bags. Then it probably took us about a good half an hour to get to the parking garage just because <laughs> it was the right address, but it was on the other side, so... Yeah, and you have to go through traffic, and luckily we didn't have any, some, like... Sometimes during the week they close one-way streets and stuff, and it's it's just a pain driving to New York. So that's why everyone there that lives there usually just takes taxis and stuff. It's just way easier than driving your own car. Yeah, and plus it's like four hundred dollars a month of parking. Yeah. But anywho, I know you guys are listening to talk about <laughs> yeah, the parking. So yeah, literally took us it's ninety-five miles. It took us about four and a half hours by the time we parked the car, got to the hotel. But uh, to allude to what you said, partner, earlier, yes, I got to meet Paul Rudd all time. I, I said before I got to meet some major celebrities over the years. You know, Mark Hamill, Stan Lee, Carrie Fisher. This Paul Rudd was probably in the top three, top four, top five. So, what had happened was I think my ticket, autograph ticket, was for I want to say three o'clock. I'm just gonna throw it out there, three o'clock. So I got in line maybe around quarter after two, two thirty. I mean, he had a huge line, and our buddy Alex Sanchez, he's five stars as always, IDW artist. He basically said, hey, you know, I heard the line for Paul Rudd is huge. Maybe you, you want to get in there early. So that, that's basically what I did. So I was waiting, waiting a few minutes. And I saw like four or five people coming out out of the exit. Are they leaving early? Because he's supposed to start signing at three. Yeah. And I noticed they had all this stuff signed. Like they had an Ant-Man uh, poster signed. They had pop figures signed with Paul Rudd, Ant-Man. You know? So I was like, oh, he's already signed. And he's like 30, 35 minutes early. Good on him. So I noticed the line was moving, but it was, move, it was moving kind of slow. And what they did this year is, usually you can see the people at the table. What they did is, because those are the guys you pay for pictures, they didn't want anybody taking pictures, so you had to go behind the table, and they would only let five people. Once you went behind the table, behind this black curtain, they would have, you can purchase a picture if you didn't have something for yourself, the autograph. They would ask you what you want personalized, you want like two Matt or two Andy or what you yeah, want on whenever. I just get the characters you know I just have my Ant-Man or you know with Tom Middleton low key or yada 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 and then they slide it over to the person but the late they were very adamant saying if you, we see you take out your cell phone once you get past this curtain we're going to either confiscate your cell phone or we're going to kick you out and because they already scan your, your ticket or we're going to kick you out and you're going to lose that money I'm like I understand you know it's an extra $200 or whatever for the picture so you got there and you're looking. Paul Rudd's not sitting down. He's being the reason why the line was going so slow is he's giving everybody their moment. Which is so awesome because a lot of times you just get cattled through. Like, hey, how's it going? And you're like, hey, picture, and then you're out the line. It's like four yeah. seconds. And that happened with Stanley and that. And we talked about that at nauseum at this podcast. We Stanley tribute that that was clearly not what Stan wanted to do. It was just his hand was just as a cash grab. But yeah, um, you know, Stan's Stan's the best, but. So you, you get there, and it's like you always have. I always have in my mind either a question or just a comment that I want to say. So I had two two of them in my head that I want to ask Paul Rudd. I was like, I know I'm only going to be able to ask one. Now, obviously, I'm a huge fan of his Scotland and Ant Man, but I'm also a huge fan of his character in Anchorman, Brian Fantana. Yeah. So that, you know, huge fan of just that movie. The first one, second one, not so much. Yeah. So see, I, I like the second one. I liked it. 
he might be the only one <laughs> there. But anywho, so I get in line and I'm like, oh, I, I cannot be able to ask this question. So I give him the poster and he's like, where do you want me to sign? I have a Endgame poster. I said, can you sign right by you? And right by him, above him is like the silhouette of Thanos, which I didn't even notice. So like, I wonder what color would work. You have a color preference, so whatever you think would work best. So he's got like six or seven sharpies, and he's signing on a tablecloth his name just to see what's going to come out on his poster. <laughs> I just thought it's something little, but I thought it was cool. Yeah, rather because a lot of people just grab a marker and just sign whatever. They don't even look yeah. what they're seeing, and, and they don't look where they're at. Yeah, and that's what Stan did too. But I go, hey, Paul, I said, while you're figuring out what color, can I ask you a question? He's like, yeah, absolutely, buddy. What's up? I go, who would win in a no holds barred street fight? The four main Avengers, the Channel 4 news team from Anchorman. <laughs> He looks up, he starts laughing, he goes, without question, just on pure wit alone, Channel 4 news team from Anchorman. <laughs> so he signs the poster, question. and he's like, still, yeah, I said, okay, I can, I can slide in the second question. And I go, can I ask you another question? He's like, absolutely. I go, does Black Panther ever wear the <laughs> cologne Sex Panther? He looks at me, he looks around, and then he kind of almost like whispers at me, and he goes, don't tell anyone, but I have it on good authority. That's that Black Panther is the only person in the world that Sex Panther does not work on. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, he slid the poster over to me, and then as I was, as I was leaving, and then the next people behind me were coming up. He goes, "You got to go online, go on Google, and just find these memes of Black Panther and Sex Panther." <laughs> and three or four of them, and he's talking to me as I'm leaving. He's just like so cool, and I was trying to leave. Obviously, not to be rude to him because he was great, but like to give him the people behind me their moment. I didn't want to take away from them. Oh, yeah. The thing was like, too, yeah. So I, so I was like, wow, what an awesome guy. But I don't know if I told you the story. So fast forward to Saturday, and we'll go back to Thursday and Friday for what you did. Fast forward to Saturday, but I was in line to meet Billy D. Williams, and the one security guard is like, oh, you having a good time? And I was like, oh yeah, I'm having a good time. How about you? You know, just chit chat and you know, waiting for the line to die down. He goes, did you meet any other celebrities? And I said, well, actually, Thursday I met Paul Rudd. He goes, oh, he's the best. He's like, I did security for him at C2E2. He was there for three days. He goes, he was supposed to sign for, I'm sorry, let me back up. He goes, he bought my lunch every day. When I left, he shook my hand and handed me an envelope that had $100 in it. He was supposed to sign till 5 every day. Every day he signed till like 6, 6.30. But the last day we were real adamant around 4 o'clock, like, Paul, you need to leave at like 5 or 4 after to catch your flight. He's like, I know, I know, I know. So finally, it was like five, three, quarter, six. Like, how many people's in line? I need a head count. He's like, dude, something like over 100. And I guess he looked over at his publicist or his agent or whatever. He goes, book me a flight tomorrow morning. Yeah, He's like, that's I'll, miss, cool. I'll miss my flight. So he missed his flight. You know, and not only did he do that nice thing for the security guy that he didn't know who, you know, didn't know who he was, but he missed his flight just to stay late to sign autographs, you know, for the fans. So he inconvenienced himself and lost a half a day. Whether I don't know if he's married or whatever, but he had to get home to his wife or his kids or his dog, whatever. And he sacrificed yeah. that without even batting an eye to sign autographs for for everybody that waited in line. Yeah, to, to that, and that's awesome. And to me, that to me that's classic. Yeah, that's definitely. They say John Cena always stays until the line is done, and that's that's really cool. He did that because you know a lot of celebrities are like, all right, I'm done, see ya. So that's really cool. Yeah. So, what, what how was your Thursday, sir? Very good. My Thursday was uh, my my. My first thing that I did, because we didn't know about the tickets for the Midtown thing yet, was to go to Scott Blair to get my Elvira commission that he did. That I, uh, I sent him the blank a couple weeks prior and told him, because he, he posted on Facebook, uh, I don't know, two, three weeks ago, and said he's not doing uh, sketches because he's going to be on the main floor, and he doesn't know if he's going to have time because he's never been on the main floor, and blah, blah, blah. So, no sketches. So, I was like, oh, man, I'm, I'm going to hit him up now because I want an Elvira commission. So, I went to him, and I got the Elvira commission. That looks awesome. When you look at it, you can tell it's definitely her and of course like his style the pinup style she's all sexy and showing off everything 
So I talked to him for a little bit and bought a. He had a cool Alexa Bliss Venom uh, print, and then he also had a Becky one too. I was gonna get the Becky one, but then I got a Sabrina one because I like Sabrina, so got the Alexa and the Sabrina one. That was my main thing for Thursday, just to meet him and then really get the lay of the land, see where the people are in Arts Alley, and then uh, you know see where the places are. There's usually some stands are in the same places upstairs. Like if they're big ones, they kind of put them in the same spot. The artists not so much. And I got a few books signed. Thursday, nothing major, because obviously we got the hotel, I just opened my box, grab, you know, random books, so, you know, you, you go down the alley, and like, oh, what, what do I even have? So, I bought uh, two uh, variants of Brian Polito, who, he actually sold out of all his New York Comic Con variants that he bought. He had ten different books, and I think they're all ranging from, like, a hundred copies to two hundred copies each. Sold out of all of them, and they were all twenty bucks a pop, so good on good him. him. Yeah. And he was a really nice guy, too. I was like, hey, Brian, I want to buy these two books. Like, hey, I got some books to sign, uh, but I forgot I'll bring them tomorrow. And he's like, shakes my hand. He's like, oh, awesome. Let's do it. Because I told him that I, uh, I usually go for give to uh, all the Lady Death Kickstarters. And his wife was there, too. And then I was like, hey, Brian. Well, that's when I, then Friday I went and I, I had the books and he signed. I go, Brian, what's your favorite Megadeth album? I don't know if you were there for that. That's when, I, yeah. that's when I walked in and I was like, I know this guy's super cool, but he's a super thrash metal fan. But yeah, I walked in right there. Yeah. And uh, I was like, rust in peace. And he's like, well, that's that's what he says. But he's like, hold on a minute. And then what did he say? So far, so good. So what? I think he said. Yeah, that was a random one. Yeah, yeah and, he, and he explained why at the time and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And he's like, just like what everyone says with Slayer, what's your favorite Slayer album? You know, he's like, everyone says Rain and Blood, or some people like old school say Show No Mercy. And he's like, and then he said, uh, World Paint of Blood was his favorite Slayer CD. So I was like, ah, oh, and it has Jihad on and stuff. So it's kind of cool to talk to uh, a creator about something that's not comics. I mean, they like talking to comics, obviously, but when you can talk about something else that you're interested in, it, they, you know, they, they seem to become a little more alive. So we yeah. had that fun little conversation there. And I bought the two. I bought a Lady Death that uh, variant that's, she's the Statue of Liberty. And then the other variant, she's in the, uh, I didn't know it at the time. I was like, that's pretty cool. But she's in the middle of Times Square. And she's like floating up and like, so. But it's crazy that he sold out. Because the one I have is like 147 out of 150. So we had three copies of that left after I bought that one. And the other one I think was like 188 out of 200. So, and he had other stuff too, but man. That Lady Death stuff that, that that really sells. So and he's he's super cool too. Like he was even talking to another guy like the one day before I was waiting, saying about his customer service. He's like, you know, you get to cut, you get to kickstart some customer service great. I'm like, yeah, man, they message you back right away. So and he's really cool. And he'll sign anything, and he doesn't charge for signatures or anything like that. And he'll talk to you. So good on Brian Polito, real cool guy. If you ever want to meet him, he did all the Chaos Comics stuff that when his first started, Purgatory, Chastity, Evil Ernie, and then of course Lady Death. This is baby. Now, what is your favorite Slayer album? Mine, I'm gonna go with South of Heaven. Mine think, too. Yeah, yeah. Mine because too. Rain and Blood is, is is 30 minutes, maybe 31 or 32, and yeah, it has Rain and Blood and a couple other songs on it. But South of Heaven, I think, has better songs, and uh, you know, because Warren Sumble's on that one, right? Or is that on? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Nope, so nope, that right. and the Mandatory Suicide. So I, I, South of Heaven, really good one. Show Me Mercy's all right, but I don't think they really found their sound yet. That one, I know we're going off a tangent here, but yeah, I'm gonna go south of heaven, and um, then we're playing ball, like he says, good. And uh, what was the one right before that? The one with the Bible and the pool blood that that was uh, got it, yeah, that wasn't bad either. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, I've got a show of mercy, yeah, he's slayer. So, well, I mean, you talked about before about how good it's cool that we have something in common with the comic book, basically, that's how we got a relationship with our buddy Alex Sanchez. Yeah, yeah, we walked up to him and said hello Thursday. 
I was, yeah. yeah, he was doing and we had his uh, new book Pandemica he yeah. I got I think we he, you know, I got signed that day and I got signed the next day my friend Matt Hill bought a copy and I think Norm brought a copy and I think Brad did as well and he's only selling for a dollar so I mean what a deal uh, the book is pretty good yeah but that's how yeah, we had wrestling shirts on he goes hey do you guys watch wrestling do you guys watch New Japan it's like oh my god and yeah, I seen another guy I didn't get to talk to him but he had an AEW hat on every day he had a wrestling shirt on I went to go over and I forget his name he's some artist and he was on the far side just a strikeable conversation, but like, hey man, I don't, I don't know you, but AEW, like, what do you think of the show? So that's pretty cool. And then, like, when I met Dan Slot was Sunday, and I got up to him, and uh, the kids were talking to him about Iron Man or Spider Man or something. And I go, I go, hey Dan, um, did they ask you to help work on the new She Hulk show that's gonna come out on Marvel Disney Plus? And he's like, nods his head, winks his eye at me, goes, I can't tell you if they did or not. And then like, <laughs> and then just makes like weird face. I'm like, oh, I got you. So Dan Slot's pretty cool. So usually. If you ask a question, they're, they're cool and they give you a, a cool answer. Even if they can't tell you, they they roundabout tell you. Like uh, when I got David, I think I got David Finch the first day, him and, and Meredith. And someone asked him, like, "Hey, Dave, what, what are you working on?" He's like, "Well, I'm not supposed to tell you, but we're going to a big book for Image." And he's like, "It's gonna be so many issues." I'm like, oh, this is cool. So you get them little like uh, little previews, I guess you could say, which is pretty cool. Yeah, Andy had a good enough scoops for you guys. Yes, on calling in the bar ring. So there you go. But yeah, so. that was my then Thursday. I got uh, what was the other? No, we didn't meet Mindy. That was Friday. Yeah. And then the what was it? Oh yeah, I gave, I gave Alex the spawn blank, and I got a spawn commission from Alex, which came out really good. So, um, and I didn't go too commission crazy, and like we did players years. And I'm like, you know, if I get one or two, I'm I'm trying to get all the X Men girls. So I got Mindy to do Dazzler, and then I only need Shadowcat. I'm done. So after that, I mean, like, how many commissions of one character do you need? You know, so. So, I mean, I have, I probably have at least 22, so, you know, I mean, I'd like to get tons of commissions, but hey, that's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, I have that one year, it was like three or four years ago, we went commission. we probably got between two of us 15, 16 commissions. Yeah, that was like basically all we got, so that was nuts. <coughs> so, yeah. I don't have to go that nuts anymore, but hey, it was, you know, at, at that time, maybe I only had two, so, you know, it's something new. And then, uh, I don't know, Thursday I was upstairs and I was trying to find the dynamite booth. And apparently there was not a dynamite booth. But my one friend, Ben, who I ran into Saturday, he was a uh, Mysterio. That one picture, I don't know if you've seen it. Mysterio, not Ray Mysterio, but Spider-Man Mysterio. And uh, he said he's seen something in the back wall, like way, like kind of where Headlocked is, but back in the back there somewhere. I, I don't know, but I, I didn't see the dynamite booth. But I did get to walk by the Headlock booth, speaking of that Thursday. Because if I wasn't with you, or actually Ryan, then I was with uh, Matt Hill and Norm. Brad or some combination of both of us and I was like hey we gotta walk by headlocked to see if Scott Hall and Kevin Asher are there because we were all like Scott Hall's not gonna be there every day so we walked by and of course where that's at it's right at the end of the wall on the far left side so the traffic just it's like the corner just it always fills up and it's hard to get by we went by and like hey they're there and Kevin Asher looks pretty tall in real life and Scott Hall and of course they're great now but no big deal and Mick Foley's sitting down and then Sergeant Slaughter's there, and like his full getup, and then he has the Winged Eagle title, but he has the G.I. Joe logo, like not just the sticker, but it's actually like worked into the gold. And I thought that belt looked awesome. They had like special side plates, I think, that said Sergeant Slaughter and stuff. And then somebody, I seen them one day, Joey Janela was sitting down there. And I think they had somebody else too, but I can't. Gangrel. Yeah, Gangrel was there, that's right. And he, he still looks pretty good. But it was cool just to walk by and see. I didn't, I didn't meet any of them. And I looked a little bit, they had like all the. Luchaverse comics, there's like the Lucha Brothers one, there's a Timbalas one, um, Rim Stereo comic, and then just different prints. Which is weird that Headlock still goes there, because I know Headlock had a, a comic, but I don't think they've done it in years, but they have the booth and people meet the wrestlers, so I guess that's how they make their money. So that was pretty cool. I did that Thursday, 
and and that's it. I didn't I didn't meet any real celebrities. I usually hardly ever do. Just comic book people. So that that was my Thursday and Friday basically. Yeah, basically how we usually work it is Thursday we kind of just get the lay of the land. You know, we kind of just figure out what we need to do. We kind of get our game plan from there. So that's, that's basically what we did. And then my Friday, not to be negative, but uh, Friday I had a autograph ticket to go meet Tom Hiddleston. His thing was at, um, I want to say 3 o'clock. Yeah, no, the, his was 3 o'clock. I think Paul Rudd might have been 4, four the day before. Anyway. So I said, well, let me get, I'll get there early. So I got there around 1.30. Uh, there was about a dozen people in line. And I said, well, I said, let me eat. So, of course, Amber obviously packed a zillion snacks. And we just put, the, you know, the snacks mm-hmm. and the breakfast bars and the protein bars and the fruit and bags in our in our bags. So I just kind of just sat on the wall for 10 minutes and ate. And I was like, all right, you know, I'll just wait in this line. So as soon as he comes out at 3 o'clock, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm 8th or ninth or 10th in line, whatever. So sign and that'll be that. So... The weird thing with his is after, like, the, you know, I mean, he's obviously had a giant line oh, on yeah. Tom Hiddleston for crying out loud. From what I understand is the main reason why he was there is he was doing three Broadway shows on Saturday and three on Sunday. So yeah. I guess they flew him in two days early so he can do autographs and pictures Thursday and Friday. So you have to go through a security gate. Now, not only do you go through the security gate to get into the county and check your bags, they do the same thing. And what had happened is because I had my post, I was getting the end game, same poster, I was getting my end game poster signed, is I had to have two items, my, my bag that I have my comics in, and my end game poster. So the people behind me only had bags. So when I was putting my poster thing together, the people that were waiting behind me went in front of me. And I think mm. there was like two or three people. And I'm like, ah, whatever. I don't, you know, I'm a patient person. I don't care. So it was funny because I was texting with Amber and she's like, well, you know, what time is his autograph thing? It was like 3 o'clock. She's like, it's only 1.30. I'm like, this is, this is what Comic-Con is. Yeah, it's a lot of waiting. Wait in line. It's just, you're just patient and wait in line. And, and she said, well, you're a patient person. I think that just kind of wasn't always patient, but I think it just comes with 15 years of being a parent as you just learn patient. You don't even realize it. So the kick in the pants and the negative was he did not show up until a little bit after four o'clock. Yeah. He was around seventy some minutes late. So I don't know what the holdup was. This happened last year. You guys remember and do you remember with the Nigria? The girl plays Michonne okay, on Walking yeah, yeah. Dead and she's a Koye on uh, she's a Koye in the Black Panther movies and the Marvel you know, in the MCU. She was about an hour late. She signed for about 20, 25 minutes and then took an hour lunch break. We never got an explanation. We never got an apology. Nothing. She just showed up late, signed for a little bit, and then took a break. We don't know why she was late. They did nothing. So now that she wasn't personable at all, and it kind of sours you on the whole thing. It soured me so much on the whole thing. I had her sign my Infinity War poster and my Black Panther poster, and I framed my Infinity War poster because... She signed it, and Ruffalo signed it. Ruffalo was fantastic. He was phenomenal. Yeah, he was great. He signed in green, Hulk smash, whole nine, blah blah blah. So I had that. So when I was pulling books two weeks before the con, I got my thing that I carried my posters in, and I never took the Black Panther poster out oh. of the thing because I was just like, I don't know if it's because I forgot about it or I just soured on the whole situation. So this was basically again. You have a set time when you're supposed to be there. I don't know why you're late. I don't. But I mean, somebody obviously to tell you you need to be here at this time. If they're going to be late, they need to have a representative tell somebody from the con, aka Repop, and say, "Hey, we're sorry he's running late. 
you know, he'll be here shortly. Nobody said anything. Mm. So we got there. As soon as he sat down, he didn't let anybody through the line because he was on his phone with something. I, again, I don't know. Was he rehearsing for the play? That I don't know. But uh, once I got to the line, I was able to ask him a question. And I asked him which, what of the movies that he enjoyed playing the most. And he said Thor because the reason why is he realized after the first Thor movie, he realized he knew how to create the character Loki and to make it make sense with the comic books because he wanted to be as close to the comic books so it would be A-OK for the fans. So uh, at least he was talkative. Um, yeah, that's okay. At the same time, you're 70 minutes late. Again, I'm, I'm waiting in line an hour and a half already to begin with. What's another hour? Again, I have no problem waiting in line. But I would just like a little explanation while while somebody is over an hour late. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, or say yeah. hey, we, or even on explanation, just somebody saying we're sorry he's late. We don't know where he is. In traffic. Stan, They're like, oh well. Stan was okay. like a half. Stan was like a half an hour, forty five minutes late to his photo shoot, and then we don't. You know, we're trying to get a hold of his publicist. He'll be here shortly. Mm. So, but we didn't hear anything. So I just, I just thought that was uh, just unprofessional. I don't know on whose end. But I think there was just some unprofessionalism there. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, that that's, that's at least say something. Hey, guys, uh, you know, Tom is in traffic. Tom's at lunch. Tom's talking to the agent. Whatever. Just something. Even if it's a complete lie. Just to keep the people nice. So, as, as soon as that was over, that completely... Again, I wasn't... I was a little upset, but nothing that was going to ruin my con. That was one of, one of the main reasons why I was there. If I had to wait another hour and a half, I would have. No problem. But as soon as that was over, I put my poster back in my poster thing, walked over to Artist Alley, and about five minutes later, who was standing there? Jim Starlin. Obviously, yeah. the creator of Phantoms. Um, bless you, sir. And he was actually in the Endgame movie as well, uh, as well, if you remember in the beginning, when Captain America is doing the uh, the meetings, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, people kind of like Alcoholics Anonymous, but, but dealing with the uh, snap. Yeah. You know, he's doing the, you know, war, you know the why are they gone? He's, you know, basically grief counseling. And Joe Russo was one of the people there, and so was Jim Starlin. So it's like, oh, you know, obviously he's in this movie. That was another reason why I had the poster there. So I was like, hey, you know, can I get a picture and an autograph? And the lady's like, autographs are 10, pictures are free. I'm like, no problem. I said, can you take the picture? She's like, absolutely. And then he said, hey, make sure you like the picture before you go. And I was like, I love it. Thank you so much. And I was in and out of his line about five minutes, and he was tripping cool. So. That's cool. Yeah, and I went to get him, and he was gone. So a lot of people I missed on Sunday. I know I was trying to get certain people and kept striking out. So that was one that I missed. I'm like, eh, oh, well, what can you do? I did get a lot of books signed. Not as many as uh, previous years, but that's okay. You know, I got some trades and stuff. And then Friday, of course, I was uh, dressed up as Aquaman, movie Aquaman, which was kind of cool. Except uh, my shirt, my top was a little bit hot, <laughs> the shirt, because you really don't get no air in one way or the other. So I was sweating a little bit, so I kind of just got to sit down and take a break. And my whole goal as Aquaman was to get a picture with Mira. And and I did. I found actually three mirrors. So I finally did that. And then what, what sucked is I went, first got to the con. And then Ryan, of course, 3D printed a part of my uh, trident to make it longer. And as soon as I got in and got up to the main floor, it cracked. And I was like, what? And then, and then I was trying to move it, and I cracked it again. That was my fault. So then I had to get some tape. So I got some tape actually from the, the guy that was next to Alex. Because I asked Alex if he had tape. So next now I know I'll bring some tape with me and uh, taped up my trident so it was a little a little wonky looking but hey it made it through the day then but it sucked that I was like oh man I, it's soon as I get in the cracks come on now but it was fun being Aquaman I took that cool picture in front of like the water background down in the beginning I don't know what it ad it was for and I got some cool pictures of Aquaman and I forgot or I didn't wasn't able to find the, at CGC they had a 
like a, I think you can stand in front of take a picture where you're in a CGC book and I think you're like a 9.8 or something and it says go slap yourself or something like that and I didn't get to find Azaku Man I did a gem the next day but not Azaku Man so and I got some good pictures but I didn't get a I got Mirror but I didn't get the Justice League I got a Wonder Woman and I got some other people I, f I forget who but and they're Aquaman but I didn't get any Justice Leagues at all I was like ah, but I didn't really go to the cosplay area so next time next year I have to at least walk through the cosplay area once just to get some pictures there and then that's where like the the people that go there they just take pictures and they post on websites and stuff that's that's where to go but it, it was fun but man that, that cost them a little bit hot in the chest area <laughs> yeah they, you did get a picture taken with a bunch of Wonder Woman yeah yeah, I did that. The one came out right up to me. He's like, oh, we should get a picture together. We belong there. I'm like, huh? all right, yeah. So, but I didn't get a Justice League, which would have been cool. And then the next day, there was like a Justice League hanging out, forming down by the DC booth, which was where they had the, uh, all the costumes for the new Suicide Squad movie. Where they, which Every year, they usually have costumes for whatever movie's coming out there, like on display in the little glass thing, kind of like Batman has in his back cave. So I, I missed it. But what can you do? I got some cool pictures, so I was happy there. And then uh, I know me and Brad found out their DC was giving away pins, and every day you could go to the to the DC booth where the costumes were, and if you uh, have the DC Universe app, which is their, basically their Netflix, and you uh, show them some little the QR code, they give you a free pin. Now we didn't know on Sunday if you just went up there, we give you all the pins right at once. <laughs> so every day we were going for our free DC pin, and they're all Harley Quinn pins for the cartoon that's coming out. Sometime soon, I have no idea. Ask the guy. He goes, "Oh, I don't know. It should be, should be sometime this year." I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, we only have two months left." But the pins are pretty cool, and they were all free. You just had to get the app, and then just download the app and delete it. Then after, you don't have to keep it. But I was like, "Man, eh, maybe I'll keep it and I'll watch uh, the Harley Quinn cartoon." And then get rid of it. So got those pins. So and my Friday, I didn't. I don't think I had anything really. Just walking around, hanging out. I know uh, Norm got an awesome commission by Sora Sung of uh, Spider Gwen. He, I think he gave it to a Thursday, picked up either Friday or Saturday. And it's like the negative, negative space one, so like anything white in her uh, costume is the background of the book. So that looked really cool. I think we went by there Saturday or Friday, but I'm, I'm not really sure. It's, it, one thing is, it all a blur to me. So <laughs> I, I just say things like, maybe that was Friday, maybe that was Saturday. But, it, you know, it's when you're having fun, it's just it just goes so fast. Now, I will say one of the cool things happened with me, and I believe you as well, on Friday morning, we got up to the main floor. There wasn't too many people there, and they had those one-up arcades. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was able to play the Street Fighter one, I'm like, this is awesome. The only thing, the only negative thing I had about it is when I'm throwing the fireball, because I'm always, always Ken or Ryu, is, I don't know if it's because I'm hitting the things too hard, or because it's not, because it's like a smaller version it's, of the arcade. Yeah, the cabinet's not way like, as much. It like shook the arcade. Now, I know we have it on the block, so it wasn't going to fall, but I'm like, man, is this thing going to, you know, at one point, I'm like, is this thing going to fall over, and, you know, I'm going to break this thing literally an hour into the first, the second day of New York Comic Con, but I never played one of those before, and it was awesome. Yeah, and I, I have to do some hard salesmanship for the next two and a half months to see if I can get one <laughs> for Christmas. Yeah, because they're, they're kind of pricey. They're like, I think, 250 or 300 I think the Street Fight, I think those are 250 I think the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle one is uh, is 300 because I think it has more games or something. Okay, or maybe yeah. the Street Fighter one's 300 And I know. So I think it's worth it. I know a lot of people, they'll buy the little arcade cabinet and they put every game ever in and just put the Raspberry Pi in there. I think actually Joey Image, he, he got one. I see him, he's posting pictures. I think he's loaded up with every game ever. But they are pretty cool. They had a golf one that I played and then it was Final Fight. Then it was like the old school ones are little, like, like Galaga, Dig Dug, stuff like that. Centipede was there. So, and then you can play the Turtles one. So it was pretty cool they had that. And the Marvel Super Heroes one that's coming out. So that was pretty cool. And they were, of course, all free, which was cool. Free to play. 
play. Now. Yeah, free to play. Yeah, free not to take. Well, I guess yeah. if you if you if you could pick one up and get out of there and no one notice, I guess it is free then. But uh, there you go. You're not gonna get yeah. real far. <laughs> yeah, I know they they sell them at Walmart. Um, yeah. So I mean, you get them online, but I know they also do have those joystick cabinets where you literally they just ship you. I think it's like 200 bucks, and there's like a thousand games on there. Oh yeah. And you just plug it in your HDMI uh, thing in your TV. So those are pretty popular as well. So I, I thought I thought that was super fun. And again, there wasn't too many people there, so I thought that was a that was a cool little bonus thing that I didn't foresee myself doing it all on Friday. I believe I got like the fifth or sixth stage in the Street Fighter, and then you guys were leaving, so I'm like, all right, I need to I need to get going. Yeah. Like, literally be here probably all day. Yeah, yeah, we had to do something. I know, I know uh, Thursday I tried to get in the Marvel booth, and Friday I think is when I got in because uh, my friend Matt Hill was like, well, they, they kept the line, which was weird because they would it would fill up, but like they had enough stuff because obviously they still had stuff on Sunday for the, the the Marvel exclusives for the con and the different shirts and jerseys. And I went the Ghost Glow and Dark Ghost Rider variant, and then the Storm variant that glows in dark. And they would they kept the line because they had them them things at the bank. I forget what they're called, like the ropes on the sticks. And then once a couple people go by, they would let more people in, and, and they kept the line again. I said, "Well, why not just have the line open? I mean, you're going to be open all day anyway." So we just stood there, and then I got in. And I did, was able to get the Ghost Rider variant, and I think Brad was there too. And I got this the Storm. I think it's a Powers X House X. I didn't open it because I just you know I have the books to read. But it's closing dark. That looks really cool. And that's why I got signed by J. Scott Campbell. And then the Ghost Rider one, I went down to our Sally because both the writer Ed Brisson and the artist Aaron Cooter were there. So I got him to sign that sweet glowing dark Ghost Rider variant. And then we bought some Marvel pins too. So that was pretty cool. And I was going to buy there's a Strike Force variant. It's called the fluorescent variant of uh, Spider Woman. But it was 25 bucks. It didn't glow in the dark. It wasn't shiny. And I was like, yeah, nah, let's get that one. Now we have to clarify this, Andy. You are talking about. New York Comic Con, we're our wrestling podcast as well. By Strike Force, he means yeah. like the the Marvel team up, not Tito Santana and Rick Martin. No, it was my not my favorite tag team. Strike Force. It was not a, a book about them. <laughs> I would have bought that 25 bucks. I would have given 15 dollars. Hey, if, if Rick Martel <laughs> was on the cover and Tito Santana, that would be pretty sweet. But uh, they were they were not. It was Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> but if that one oh, I, almost as good. Yeah, almost as good. I, that one didn't sell out the. The Ghost Rider one was totally sold out, and there was a Mondo variant. I don't, I'm not familiar with the artist Mondo, but he did a variant. It was 15 bucks. I bought that my friend friend because he won it, and that one was totally sold out. And I thought the Storm would have sold out because J. Scott Campbell art and it glows in the dark, but it did not. And I think there was like 2,000 of each. So the Ghost Rider one, the hot though, is the first issue, and of course the writer and the artist was there, so I'm sure that helped uh, sell a few issues there. Now, my main thing getting signed, you were a part of a lot of these were. Anytime I would meet any of these big creators over the past few years, I would go and yeah, obviously save the picture to my phone and then send it over to I think like Walmart.com or CBS.com, get an eight by ten blown yeah. up, and then I would just have you know have them make it out to my shoot name brother and then just sign it. And you know, I've done this over the past few years. You know, what Neil Adams, uh, Olivier Colpiel, trying to think of some of the other people, uh, Chris Claremont, and it's and it's actually kind of funny. Yeah, uh, Chris Claremont. Romero. His wife, go, his wife, or I believe it was his wife, is like, you're wearing the same clothes now as you are in that picture because I told you I need to buy you new clothes. I'm like, oh, man, I'm getting Chris Claremont some heat. Yeah. But they always, because they will sign, you know, so many, they will see so many, especially if they're there four days, which most of the creators are, they will see so many, you know, like Roberto Ramos will see so many Spider-Man number 700 or the Amazing Spider-Man number one when they redid it for the 56th time. So I went over to Roberto Ramos you like you had he was five dollars for an autograph and I always make the joke I'm like I guarantee you're not gonna sign many of these. Yeah. And they always put a little something extra on it. For example, Herberto Ramos made he goes, What he goes, What's your name? And he you know, made me write it down. He goes, No, I don't wanna mess this up. I don't wanna mess this up. 
obviously, you know, he signed it, and then where he was standing in the picture, he did like the cartoon lure bubble, and he said to my good, uh, to your favorite neighborhood Spider-Man pal, Drew, <laughs> and, Dan, uh, and Dan Slott did that as well. He did as well. I said, hey, Dan, I said, you're probably not going to, and I, I, I had books for him to sign, and I just, I didn't want him to sign and he even spoke to you and your favorite Spidey pal. He's like, man, this is awesome. This yeah, is awesome. that's cool. The same thing with J. Scott Campbell. And just like Chris Claremont, you were there in line with me. He looks at it and he goes, I'm wearing oh, the same shirt. I'm wearing the same shirt. And he's like, when was this? I said, well, if you look over the banner, I said, it's aisle 2100. You're over in something different. He's like, yeah, that was like three or four years ago. He goes, and I'm wearing the same shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and he was. He's like, man, I got to get some more shirts. But yeah, he was really cool. And he would sign one for free, and I think uh, an additional one was 10 or 20 bucks. I think it was 10. I'm not sure. But that hey, that's worth it for J. Scott Campbell. It's hard to get a signature from him. Yeah. Uh, and he's, we've met him a handful of times. He's always super, super Oh, yeah, cool. very nice. And he has a bunch of different colors, so no matter what book you give, like for the Storm one, it's a mainly black background, so he took a nice gold marker and signed it in gold, which I like how they yeah. do that. Like A lot of artists and writers will have a couple different colors, and they'll sign it. Like when I got Charlotte Saul a few years ago for my She-Hulk book, he actually wrote in purple and green in the, in the white area and said something like, I'm going to see you in court or something like that in the name of Charles Saul. So that's pretty cool when they do that. Yeah, he did it when, when they redid Darth Vader. Uh, obviously, Kieran Gillen had a run on Darth Vader and then they redid it, uh, you know, the number one. So the issue number one is Vader obviously on the right red lightsaber and in black on the, in, in the saber he wrote the Welcome to the Dark Side or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's, it's cool. That's like, I, I met, I, I think it was Saturday, might have been Friday, that I met Jim, Jim Sub, who writes uh, the, this book called Wayward that I really like. And he also writes the Rick and Morty book, which I, I was not aware of, because I have I'm not reading that. And he did uh, Wonder Woman Conan, or, or one of the or Conan Wonder Woman, one of those series. And uh, he, uh, he's like, I, was like, I gave him uh, Wayward 1 and, and then 30s, the last issue. He's like, oh, wow, the beginning and the end. He's like, oh, this is like a, a piece of my life. Like, I remember what I was doing when I started, when I ended. And he signed it, and then he wrote, like, something about, like, going to Japan and killing the, the, the Yao guy or something. It's the bad guys in there. And then he's like, oh, can I, can I take a picture of both of these two? So I, I was like, yeah, man, sure. And he's like, this is awesome. So, yeah, usually when you, when you have something that's a little bit unique rather than just a book and you talk to them, they, they do something a little cool. And he, like, wrote something different on them, and he talked to me for a little bit. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, Saturday we went, I know you touched on it briefly, Saturday, as soon as we got in, uh, we got there a little bit before, and every day, the cons will start at 10, every day they open the doors up. Yeah, a little, little early, early, early. So Saturday, my, we were looking, at, now Midtown has a really great thing where when you get there Saturday and they have people that are handing out tickets, they have a schedule, and you basically, they ask you who you want, and if they, you get, and the ticket will say, what you can get. A lot of times, there's kind of a catch where it says, this is a free event, and then in parentheses or an asterisk, they say, but you have to buy the Midtown Special Edition of so-and-so. Like, for example, I think it was Thursday or Friday, like Al Ewing can get three things signed, but you have to buy Immortal Hulk number one variant. Well, yeah. Immortal Hulk number one is probably a $40, $50 book to begin with, so they're only selling it for 25 So I'm like, sure, to meet Al Ewing, absolutely. Yeah, so, so it's, it's a free signing, but you got to buy something. So it's not really free, but... And sometimes they give you the choice, like, for Brian K. Vaughn, you can buy the Compendium of Saga, which is, like, what, 60 bucks? Or you can buy the last trade of uh, Paper Girls, which was... They cut you yeah, a little bit. They knocked a couple dollars off, because I think it's $14.99, and they sold to you for 13 so... So at least you get the choice there. But, I mean, if you want to meet the guy, like, Todd McFarlane, you're like, well, I'll buy whatever I have to, you know? Yeah, because, I mean, Todd's Todd. And, again, and I even told you guys when I got to meet Todd last year, he was so super cool. And so we're looking at the schedule. I'm like, okay, Todd is only going to be there for one hour. 
to the four days and it's Saturday. Uh, now, Saturday at 11 o'clock, I had the autographed ticket to go meet Benedict Wong. So I was like, okay, let's try to get in there Saturday morning. So Saturday, so we run to the Midtown booth, me, you, and Brad. Yeah, and, 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 okay. and by the way, I'm, I'm Jim. Dressed up as Jim from Jim the Hologram, so I have my heels on. So I didn't do too much running. <laughs> you got there quick, Brad. Yeah, I did. Don't, know you, don't, don't sell yourself short. Yeah. So we thought that you could only get one ticket per thing and then just had to come back in line. Yeah. Brian K. Vaughn, Todd McFarlane, and JRJR. And I was like, I met Todd before, but I didn't get my 8x10 with him last year blown up. This, and my big thing is I want to get my Ramita one from a year or two ago. I want to get that signed, but I've never met, and I met JRJR two or three times before. Super great guy. And if I never met Vaughn before, so, but his thing at 12, my autograph signing's at 11. Todd's at 130. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What if this, this Benedict Wong thing is late or runs late? Like, risk that. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get the JRJR. So, so you were waiting in line, maybe all about a minute. And somebody just comes walking up to us like, you want a Brian K. Vaughn autograph thing? We're like, sure. Yeah. And then as we're moving up, they're like, JRJR? We're like, sure. And then literally right after that, on the, the opposite side, like, Todd McFarlane ticket. So within like 20 minutes yeah. of getting in line, if that, we had all three of them. Like, okay, we'll figure it out. I'm like, all right, guys, now I'm looking at my, look at my phone. It's 10 o'clock. I'm, like, I'm going down to the autograph area. I'm going to wait in line. So if he shows up, you this, so if he shows up at 11, maybe, you know, I'll be out of that line 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes. So I'm thinking in my head, if I'm out of this line by 20 to 12, I'll be happy. So yeah. I walk in there, hour early, six people in line. Terrific. Awesome. So I got to talk to the lady in front of me. I want to say she was in her late 50s, early 60s. She said she goes, this is her 20-some-odd year at New York Comic Con. She remembered when it was in the New Yorker Hotel. And that she goes to Baltimore, and she did 10 years in a row wow. at San Diego. Just a super cool lady. And just That's the way that I always am. If I can strike up a conversation with somebody, you know, a friendly conversation about something to pass the time, that's what I'm going to do. Some people, they don't want to talk. Hey, that's fine. No problem. So, it's a little bit after 11. And then it's 10 after 11. It's about quarter after 11. And I basically kind of said, oh, you know, I want to make sure I'm on this line the next half hour because I have an autograph thing to go to. The yeah. in front of me goes, do you want to take my spa? Or if you want to, I can tell security that you need to be somewhere at 12 yeah. and see if they can move you to the front of the line. I'm like, no, 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 no. I said, it's fine. You know, he's signing for an hour. I have this ticket that says I'll get an autograph. I said, I should be fine, but thank you very much. Yeah. So now it's 25 after 11. I'm like, you've got to be yeah. again. And I said, the group text that all of us were on, I go, he's 25 minutes late. Soon as I say that, now, Benedict Wong, obviously, was, I was getting, what was it, a Dr. Strange poster sign. So I was getting that, but he's also was in the Deadly Class show that got canceled after one season, which I don't know why, because it was fantastic. But next to him was the young uh, kid, probably in his early 20s, that's the star of the show. So they show up together, and what happened was their Uber showed up late, and then they hit traffic. Nah. And they, but at least they explained it to you. <coughs> yeah, better than nothing. Yeah, so I was like, and then, you know, he comes in, I forget the guy's name, and he stands up on the chair, and he said, guys, before my publicist, and Repop gets mad because, uh, you know, you're not supposed to take pictures, I apologize for being over 20 minutes late, everybody take a picture of me real quick, <laughs> stood on top of the chair, so everybody took a quick picture, he's like, I apologize, so Bernard Wong was saying, guys, I'm sorry, so the lady in front of me had the combo pass for the uh, picture, or the autograph, and you get a selfie. So I thought I was just going to do a selfie with your camera, and then Benedict Wildfire, he goes, oh, you purchased a selfie too. He goes, do you want a selfie or do you want my person to take the picture with you? She's like, oh, that'd be great. I'd rather, you know, 
the full thing, he took four different poses with her. Oh, One man. of the poses was like the, the fighting stance that all the wizards did yeah, at yeah. the end of Endgame before the big battle, and then he hugged her. So oh. I'm like, what a cool guy. So then I got to talk to him for a little bit, and he's like, make sure you don't roll up that poster of the autograph. If it smears, let me know. Come back, I'll re-sign it for you. I was like, super cool guy. So then I run upstairs, and hey, it's about 20, 20 to 12, and we got in the Brian Cave Online, and all of us were there. So Yeah, and it moved, it moved pretty quick, the Brian Cave Online. So I get- we, Yeah, we crushed that Saturday, because after the Brian Cave Online, we went over maybe about 50 feet. And then we did the J. Scott Campbell, and then yeah. we got back in line for Tom McFarlane. <laughs> yeah, because we were worried, like, uh, like I said, we asked the guy, one of the, the line you know, pole holder guys, were like, so how does this work, like, if the if the line's still going, like, for Brian K. Vaughan, but then Todd's signing, but, like, I guess they wait until they're totally done. He's like, oh, just come right back here, just start the line again. So, yeah, we got some big names, like, right away, right in the Saturday morning, which is pretty awesome. Because it's, it's not names that you get real easy, Todd McFarlane, Brian K. Vaughan, you know, and then J. Scott Campbell right away. It's like, wow, well, I'm basically done for today, you know? Yeah, so we crushed that, and it was funny, because then we got back line from Todd McFarlane, and his line was going pretty slow. And I told you guys his line is going to go very slow. And his was, you only saw, you had to buy him and Greg Capullo special edition of Spawn 300. I think it was, was it 20, 25 bucks? Uh, yeah, I mean, 30 at the absolute most. Yeah, anyway, it was well worth it. And you can only get one thing signed, no CGC. Yeah, and, and, and one thing total, not counting that one thing you had to buy. Like, usually it's, if, if you buy a thing, they sign that plus whatever they say. So, like, for Brian K. Vaughan, if you bought the one thing, he'd sign that plus two other things, so... They were very adamant, no pictures, because they wanted to keep the line moving. Understand that we yeah. had a system. There's three of us. I'm like one of us will take pictures from this side, one of us take pictures from the other side, and we will send and we'll try to make it work as best as possible. We cleared it with the people in Midtown, and they were, hey, hey, as long as it's not slowing up traffic, no problem. So basically, that's what we did. So we get to Todd McFarland, and I, like I said, I knew he was going to go slow because he gives everybody their moment. And we, as we got to the front of the line, he was talking to everybody for a good, you know, 30, 45, 50 seconds, what have you. And it was funny because you were in front of me dressed up as Jim, and I pull up to the side to go take the pictures, and I looked at the lady running the booth, and I said, when you woke up this morning, did you ever think that you'd see somebody dressed up as Jim having a conversation with the creator of Spawn? And, you know, kind of populated. She's like, no. I said, all your years working for Midtown Comics, you've ever seen anything like this? She's like, not even close. I'll never forget, I'll never forget this day. That's awesome. Yeah, I told Todd, I was like, I used to walk to the mall to buy the Swan toys when back when they were Todd toys. I was like, oh man, I remember that. So, and that's like what I got to. I usually just try and say something other than, hey, how's it going? Um, I told uh, Brian came on, I was like, I was at the beach this this summer and I read the whole saga first trade or hardcover in one shot. He's like, really? He's like, that's awesome. I was like, yeah, and then I went to a local comic book store and bought the second one. He's like, oh, thank you so much, man. That, that's so cool to hear that. So, you know. I always like to have some little interaction with them. Yeah, it was fun. I was telling him, now, obviously, Paper Girls took place in the 80s. I had a paper route in the 90s. Now, it was, we, I had, there was three paper routes. It was me, my best friend, and my brother, and we would all kind of almost, like, meet up when we were done. And we had, for a small period of time, we had walkie-talkies. Whoever got done first would go to the other one's route and help them. Oh, that's Eventually, cool. My brother got a job as a dishwasher. My my best friend got a job. We were 13, 14, 15, yeah. maybe even younger than that. So it was like eventually I took over all three routes. But I kind of I said, oh, you know, I obviously like like how you said you kind of want to say something other than a hello and thank you. So told me I said it kind of took me back. You know, I, I had paper around me in the the 90s. He's like, oh, where's your Twitter paper? He's like Pennsylvania. He's like, oh, he's like, man, that's so cool. He's like, I'm glad that brought you back. I was like, oh, that was cool. And then 
I think with Tom McFarlane, I just told him, we said, you know, your one, your five minute quick draws that you do on YouTube, I show my daughter all the time, and she's just getting, she's getting better. And goes, you know, how good is she? And I said, to the point where I'm literally spending thirty dollars on a, on pens. He goes, yeah, that stuff gets expensive. He's like, you better let her know when she gets those 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 pens that make sure don't when she becomes a big famous artist, not to forget her old man. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I, I didn't meet uh, JRJR, John Romero Jr., because uh, I didn't have that for me. I had to buy the rule for that was Superman Year 1, 1, and 2. So I, I gave the ticket to Norm, and then uh, he was able to get it. And then he got the two issues. So, I mean, cool, cool on him. And then he got a good, I got the picture of both with him and, and you shaking uh, his hand. And I think I got you shaking Todd's hand, too. I tried to get, like, you standing there, and then if you looked, and then shaking the hand, because that's, you know, why not? Code of honor. Yeah. Mark photo sign Peter's row. He said, "I'm going to sign this this year, so this way you don't forget when you got to sign." He's like, "But this is all, you know." He even said, "This is awesome." Like, you always. It seems that anytime you get that, you blow up the eight by ten, have somebody sign it. They take an extra special look at it because this way they, you know, it makes them remember, you know, where they were. Oh, yeah. Three years ago, three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, or what have you. So I thought that was really cool. If I thought that, the reason, how I won Top of last year, they won that lottery. So I was like, I, "There's no way I'm going to meet him again." Yeah. And I didn't know that he was. I know he was doing a lottery. So I had, I was like, I'm not going to get this blown up. I had, had I know, you know, had I known I had some sort of chance, I would have gotten that picture blown up, and I would have gotten spawn 300 sign. I would have got the uh, the photo sign. But I think you got spawn number one. Sign. Yeah, yeah. If I had to pick one, because the way that 300 variant was, spawns shooting guns, and they make the two circles for 300, and then they put like a little slash. I don't know if it's cape or something that says the three. But then the up the whole top area, there's no logo. So Todd would sign his name real huge there. And I was like, well, that looks really cool. But if I'm going to get one bomb book signed, it ain't going to be 300. It's going to be the first issue. So I got the first issue signed. Yeah. Which you can't oh, go no. wrong with either, what, you know? What did I say? The awesome guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was really cool. And he was uh, talking to everybody, shaking everyone's hand, and whatever, you know. And, and Brian Gavon was very cool too. So, and then it, everyone I met, I didn't have a, a problem with anybody really. I mean, there is people that are maybe it's an off day or something, but usually for the most part, everyone's pretty cool. Yeah, but definitely highly suggested. But usually, I know the past maybe two or three years, right around Sunday, around twelve one o'clock, we're pretty much just gonna wrap it up. It was about four thirty five o'clock, and I was like, nothing, I, we're done. Like I was nothing else other than to you know, if I bump into Dan Slack to get the eight by ten sign. Uh, which I did. There's really nothing for me to do on Sunday to pick up our commissions from Alex. I know you said you had Spawn. I had Captain America smashing the uh, the hammer, mm -hmm. uh, which he absolutely nailed. Your Spawn was fantastic. Yeah, Brad well, got a dark so. side done. So I was pretty much done, but then I think that's pretty much what we did uh, Saturday. Now, we were going to see the Joker. You know, two years ago, we, it seems like there's always something that we do two years ago. We did uh, a night with Mark Hamill, the Hammerstein Ball. Oh, yeah, that was great. Last year, we, we went to go see Venom 4DX. This year, we were going to go see the Joker. It just didn't seem like anybody, you know, wanted to go. Like, I'm, Friday night, I said, let's go. I'd rather watch the SmackDown on Fox, and everybody kind of agreed with me. Yeah. And I said, let's do it we Saturday. And by Saturday, kind of everybody was pushed. So, I guess I'll just see the Joker when we get back home. So. Yeah, yeah but, but Saturday night, well, like, well as, as the cops go by there, or Scott Steiner, either or. On Saturday, I, I, my, my goal for my pit being jammed was to get a picture with any other holograms or misfits. I did find one. I found a girl dressed up as Shana, or Shana, and she came up from behind. I was like, are you jammed? I'm like, yes, I am. And she's like, oh, I'm Shana. I'm like, oh, we got to get a picture. So at least I got that. Didn't find any misfits, and not, not the Jerry-only misfits, the misfits from the show. So pizzazz and the gang. So I did that. But, I, you know, a lot of compliments, even though I was uh, wearing a short uh, pink dress. So, But it was fun. But then Saturday night, me and Brad walked 
to get some food afterwards because you guys were all kind of tired. I don't blame you. And I was like, hey, where's 30 Rock? Because I like the show 30 Rock, 30 Rock of Plaza. And also, that's the building where they film Saturday Night Live. So we walked there. It was about half an hour. And basically, we just walked there and walked back. But it's easy in New York because everything's flat. So we got there and I got my picture taken in front of that. And then, for anyone that doesn't know, that's like in any Christmas movie ever, there's always people skating in the little skating area right by all the buildings in uh, New York. That's. That's the area where they put the tree at, but obviously the tree wasn't there. Rockefeller Center. Yeah, one yeah. Best, not to cut you off, one of my best friends proposed to his now wife really? uh, when they were ice skating around Christmas time. Wow, yeah. yeah. It, it's a really cool area. Even not all Christmas, it's still pretty cool because it's all like old-fashioned architecture and everything. And then the Nintendo of America is right there. But I like the show 30 Rock. And it, and, and when it sh- when the show starts, it shows the whole building that zooms in on the 30 Rockefeller Plaza sign. So I got my picture in front of that. So that was worth it to walk there. So my Saturday was pretty fun. Since I got to do that. And then Sunday was just wrapping up, so I mean we met Dan Slot. Oh, well, not that we haven't already. So I got She Hulk signed. And then that was about it. Just pick up commissions. I tried to get a bunch of people Sunday, but just they weren't there or they were leaving or whatever. But you know, I felt I I had enough done, you know? I was trying to yeah. search for that Elvira pop. There's a, there's an orange dress and a red dress dress variant that are super rare and people just charge way too much. Cheapest I found was two fifty and I didn't want to pay that much for one pop, so I didn't get one. But still, I'm still looking. Now there's a purple one coming out and that I see. And I was like, oh, that's going to be crazy to get to. So, I don't know. I'm not going to pay too much for just one pop. But I don't care how rare it is. So, just to back up, I forgot. Saturday morning. And this is how I always say that I'm a very lucky person when it comes to, like, luck with time. So, I listen to one of the podcasts. I listen to. They don't podcast that much anymore. It's Comic Geek Speak. Once a year, they have this guy on named Cousin Sal or Uncle Uncle Sal. And it's, it's a very R-rated show, and I never deleted it off my podcast because it's so funny. And I know that the guy is a freelance artist who works for Alex Ross, and he's from Chicago, who talks about the Bears. But he is absolutely hilarious. So, Saturday you guys were getting ready, and I think Brad wanted to get breakfast. So I was like, oh, I'll, say, I'll go down with you. So we, we'll, like, we'll just meet you out front of the breakfast place, which is literally right next to the hotel. So we get in the elevator, and there's a guy dressed in a three-piece suit, hair slicked back, whole, you know, real nice, like, and I'm just my normal. He looks up at me, and I'm just my normal. So, hey, good morning, sir. How are you? He, he, he's like, oh, you can tell he's tired. He's like, good, good. I go, I got a funny feeling we're going to two different places. And he looks at, I forget what I was wearing Saturday. He goes, got a funny feeling we're going to the same place. Are you going to the con? He goes, yes, I am. I was like, oh, really? I said, dressed up like that? He goes, I work for Alex Ross. I said, oh, okay. So we're leaving. He, go, he goes to, we're at this point, we're in front of the lobby. He's getting a coffee. He said, "Why don't you guys? Why don't you guys stop by Alex Rock Ross and He's like, "I'll hook you guys up with some free swag." I said, "You don't have to do it." He said, "No, no, no." He said, "I really appreciate the conversation." He's like, "Thank you so much." And he said, uh, "So I, you know, shake hands." He said, "His name is Sal," and I goes, "Where are you boys from?" I call from Pennsylvania. He goes, "I'm from Chicago," and then it all clicks on me. I said, "Alex Ross, Chicago, Sal." I said, "You, Uncle Sal from Comic Geek Speaking?" He goes, "Yeah, that's me." He goes, "Those guys never call me anymore." And I said, "Well, they really don't do the podcast." But I remember. The last time we did the podcast, it was just a one-on-one interview with one one of the other guys. There's just like four or five people that do it. He goes, you guys never call me anymore. You guys don't even bother with me. We used to do this podcast, you know, two or three times a year. He goes, now we're lucky if we get it once a year. But I, I, and that's what I told him. I said, they, they, they rarely do it anymore. And I yeah. I was like, can we get a picture? So I took a picture, and he said, guys, please stop by the booth. So I was like... I stopped by the booth like twice, and I didn't want to be like that guy. Hey, you remember me from yeah. the elevator? Give me I stopped something. by twice. He was super busy. It wasn't going to bother him. Sunday when we walked down, he was literally just walking out front. So I was just like, I'm not going to bother him. But I 
definitely want to try to. So I don't know what his last name is. I need to try to do a little research. If anybody yeah, knows know. what his last name is, please let me know. But I definitely want to just you know find him on social media and just thank him. But that is literally just the story of just like how lucky I am with certain certain times. It's how I met my wife. A lot of things in my life come about. Sometimes you just get real lucky like that. Yeah, so. and just walk in. I know, like. uh <clears throat> I met the one guy who was at New Japan who was dressed up like Jay White. He just walked by and I was like, oh, there's Brian. So, uh, we're friends on Facebook now. And he was dressed up like Nido on sa- Saturday, but I didn't get a chance to uh, get a picture with him. But yeah, just walking to people. And then my friend Ben who was dressed up Mysterio. He just, I was walking one way, he's walking there. I was like, oh, Ben. So we, we got a picture there. Because he, he, him and his friends were the Sinister Six minus Craven. They didn't have Craven. But, so they looked pretty good. Cool. And I, he got actually uh, on a few different. Uh, uh, comic websites or uh, CGC actually posted a picture of them because they only go around and take pictures of cosplay so I was like wow that's awesome man yeah there you go so then yeah back to basically Saturday it's like so Sunday was just a wrap up day they really we got through Sunday uh, I'm trying to think what, oh we just I basically just kind of just follow you guys around and see if you guys need anything yeah. I got more than my fair share got that Sabrina here. Pop well Ashley and Ryan bought it for me so yeah I got well, Amber, I got. She likes the with the with the pop figures. She likes the couples. So I got her Aladdin, Jasmine. Um, like, cause I was trying to find some other Disney couples, and I was like, well, that's what I went with. Lily got Sonic and uh, Toothless from High Training Dragon. And I, was, I mean, that was I was just walking around with you guys for pop figures, and I saw the Sharknado pop figure was one hundred seventy five dollars yeah. years ago. You can find it for nine bucks at Walmart. I was like, man, I should have pulled the trigger on that. Yeah, it's crazy. Someone just jump up and, and I know, like the regular viral one that I got at Hot Topic for ten. They were selling for thirty-five. And I know, Colin, they jack prices up, but that's like the going rate now. I'm like, well, what happened? I used to see them all the time. Hot Topic. It, it, it's crazy. Just people buy it, and then all of a sudden, it, it you know it jumps up like a movie comes out or something. So, and then I'll, you know, I'll talk about this. Like the most seen costumes, we were thinking it would probably be you know Fat Thor, which was a lot. But there was a lot of Beetlejuice, not the Howard Stern Beetlejuice. How dare <laughs> yeah. you, sir. The, 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 uh, the Tim Burton Beetlejuice. So there, but there were so many. And uh, why, I don't, why I don't know why. Is like a cartoon or a no, no, there's a Beetlejuice out? musical going on in, somewhere in New York. I actually think me and Brad walked past it then Saturday. I was like, oh, there's a Beetlejuice musical. But I didn't know it was that big that there'd be that many costumes. I mean, there was Beetlejuice and Lydia. And then, like, you know, there were them get married. Then from the cartoon, I was like... Unless maybe the, the cartoon's coming back or they're making a new movie. But as far as I know, it's just a musical. But it was that, and then Fat Thor, and then something that I, I had to ask. I think I asked Brad. I was like, what, what is this? You see all them people wearing the Ahoy, like, uh, diner uniforms? Like, they, almost look like, they almost look like sailors. Apparently that's from Stranger Things, which I have not watched one episode of, so I, I can't say anything good or bad about it. But there's a, a diner in Stranger Things, I guess it's called Ahoy Diner or Ahoy Donuts or something like that. And that costume was all over the place. I'm like, wow, that must be pretty popular. That was the, the top three that I seen. Yeah, mine was definitely fat though, which you knew was because yeah. it's so easy to do. Yeah, and especially if you're a fat guy, why not? You know, <laughs> you yeah. think, oh, I can never be Thor, and I like, oh, I could totally be Thor. You're always your Harley and your Joker. Yeah, so you're, you're a yeah, lot of, yeah. A lot of mashups too, of like Heath Ledger Joker, Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Scott Snyder's Joker when he took over New 52. Or I guess he talked to Kulo. Yeah. But we did find The Fiend the one day. You remember that? Were you there for that? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I got my picture with it. Uh, yeah. I saw The Fiend three or four different things. I think wow. usually it's always Savage. Savage is always number one most cosplay. Yeah. I think I saw one or two. I saw more Fiends. I saw maybe five or six Fiends. Wow, there was a girl one looked pretty good. I saw Jake the Snake. I saw Charlotte. The Charlotte looked really good because she had like the sparkly robe. I saw... Maybe like I said, one or two Masha Mans. There wasn't much. You always Savage seems to be always the number one cosplay. The one you're 
we saw uh, King Macho with uh, Queen Sherry. Remember that? Yeah, that was good. Yeah, two years ago, that was a good one. I, I I got a picture of uh, AJ Styles and Ronda Rousey, which was pretty cool. He even had the AJ tattoo on his side. I was like, wow. And then she had the women's title, but it, I didn't see too many wrestlers. Of course, that that guy is always wearing the Halloween Iron She costume. He was there again, and uh, I'm trying to think. Obviously, my friend Brian, who was uh, switched by Jay White, and then he was uh, Nido the next day. But I didn't see too much. Oh, there was a warrior I seen. I was sitting down eating, and he walked by, and he was, he was jacked, but he kind of had a little bit of a gut. But but still, I mean, if you're going to be the ultimate warrior, you know, he was pretty jacked, but I didn't get a picture. But I always like uh, taking the rest of the picture. That's pretty kind of cool. I seen a mankind, too. And he was wearing the, the mask. The mask looked pretty good, but he had like, the white shirt with the black tie. So I seen that. But there's always it's always fun seeing the different costumes and everything. I mean, you could go all day and just look at costumes, you know? Yeah, you really can, you really can, but, yeah, that was that, and I guess, you know, not that I went on a negative note, but by far the worst part of the con, well, it wasn't even the con, so, for some reason, the hotel and the parking garage was about three blocks away, so Sunday morning, we put all of our stuff, you know, we check out the hotel, we put it all in the storage thing, and I said, here's what we'll do, you guys will go, Ashley and Ryan, you guys, because Brad left that morning, because you went there for two days, so you two will go, get the stuff out of storage, me and Heather will go get the car in the parking garage and just, you know, when we're a block away with this tech shit, we'll load up and we'll get the heck out of the city. Yeah. I, we waited in that parking garage, I thought it was about 30, 35 minutes, but when you and Ashley were telling me it was close to an hour. Yeah, it, it, it felt like forever. I was sitting on the couch, but man, you think like when they take your car, they would have the ticket and they would have like, okay, you're in slot 25A and they would write on the ticket. So that's why when you pick your car up, Okay, blue Ford, 25A. You'd know right where to go to get it, right? I don't know what was going on. We sat there. People came before, after us. They got their cars first. So it was a, it was the worst run park garage I was ever in. And then they had a car park, like, right when you come to, like, come in. And it was it was totally parked. Like, it was off. And I'm like, what is going on? So that was on, what, 38th Street? So don't use the parking garage 38th Street near uh, near uh, the, the, the Manhattan Center because it's, it's terrible. <laughs> Yeah, but the hotel was nice. I mean, when he, we tried to get a fridge. They didn't want to give us a fridge for some reason. Not that we really needed it, but the, the room was very nice. We had a little view of the city. We could actually see the Javits Center. We could watch the TVs in the Javits Center. So the hotel wasn't bad. It's not as good as that travel-in that we got that was really cheap. So hopefully we get that next year. Yeah, it was roomy. There was a lot of room. Uh, showers, nice and comfortable. But for me, the most important thing was that usually hotel gyms are usually, like, terrible. You usually get, like, equipment that's 20 years old. And a couple little bit of weights, but I was like, as long as I have one piece of cardio equipment, a little bit of room, I'll be fine. They had quite a bit there. Yeah, look, dude, it wasn't a bad gym. Obviously, enough for me to bang out. I, I do. You obviously, I got I go to the gym every day there, because that's what I do. Because I'm the, the powerhouse of the tag team. So yeah. yeah, the gym there was really nice. The beds were really comfortable. No complaints about there. But yeah, then once you got <laughs> to the hotel, bless you, because of course they always have some random street blocked up. So oh, once yes. we got, once yeah, once we got to the hotel. There was, you can live where the loading and unloading zone is, you can fit three cars there. Yes. Two cars that were parked there could not be parked any worse. <laughs> so I was just like, the heck with it, I don't care at this point. And you know me, brother, I'm a very patient person. For some reason, New York City, the traffic and everything, it drives my patience. I, I don't blame Obviously, it. I Yeah, I got out and ran up. Hiddleston. Yeah, so I, I literally double parked the car, opened the thing up, I grabbed the bags and said, I don't care, let's go. Yeah. I literally grabbed everybody's bags, threw it in, I said, get in the car, let's get out of here. But so, uh, wow. I was gonna say once we loaded up though we weren't far from the tunnel just like uh, I think it was one two three turns we were in the tunnel we were out of there yeah of course one of the streets is blocked out so we go down another street so we're probably about 10 minutes later we were out of the tunnel 
And then, like, if you guys remember from about a little bit ago, we were talking about four and a half hours to get from my house to actually getting the hotel. Once we got out of the tunnel, I was home in about 80 minutes. Yeah. That was it. That was it, folks. Yes, Literally, so, by, yep, so by the time we got the car in the parking garage, to the time we got home, it was less than two hours. So Yeah, it wasn't bad. But overall, it was a fun time, like always. Like I love going to New York. I mean, you could go there and not spend a dime and have stuff to do all day, but obviously it's very hard to, but you know, it's fun. And I say there's something, if you like anything even remotely dorky, video games, comics, anime, movies, there's something there for you. Now, if you just like sports, then there's nothing there for you. But, you know, as long as you like something, like, you know, comics or anime or video games, you can find something there. It's a fun time. Or if you just like looking at uh, hot girls, go there. And I know we have one friend that we call the Hammer. He, he didn't go this year, but he goes last year, and that's all he wants to do. And he's totally content. And hot guys. Yeah, yeah hey, if you, you want to look at hot guys, guys you can't. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. dare you, sir? Yeah, you How go ahead. How dare you? Yeah, it's, it's a fun time, especially we, we, you know, we always have a group uh, together. It's always usually the four of us, and we got Norm and uh, Matt Hill, so that, they're always uh, fun to put the pal around with. I mean, you always have, when you when we go comic book crazy getting stuff signed, we kind of have a system. Where it's like, okay, like I said, Thursday's a lay of the land. I'm like, okay, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. I'll hold your bag while you're getting that. You know, you do this, do that. I'm like, we got this down pat. So you would think that almost that we're a professional wrestling tag team the way that we have hey. this, uh, We have a double team. Yeah, definitely. We, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we have, we have a system. But you kind of need a system. So if you've never been to a con, plan out your day. Plan out what you want to do. Take it. Take a, a water bottle. Take some flavor shots for that water bottle so you can refill it up for free at the water fountain. Save a little bit of money. Take something to eat. And take some hand sanitizer. So, yeah, well, we're we're uh, con vets at this point. So. Yeah. Uh, again, every New York Con con event has been A plus, despite the little hiccups with the the waiting on one Mister Low Key and the hour to get the car in the parking garage. Other than that, everybody had a good time. Everybody arrived alive. Everybody got home safe which is always the most important uh a plus all around yeah and then we still have our uh, commissions coming from mindy yet which That's i'm right. sure she'll be done in, in a she usually does in a couple days i know she had her kickstarter so she said it would take a couple days but probably have by the end of the week i'd say yeah she emailed me yesterday saying that uh, she'll probably have it done by the within the next five or seven oh, days nice she emailed out to us so yeah that's that partner so i guess we'll uh we'll just wrap this up again we'll probably record in a couple days we'll get back to our normal format obviously a lot of wrestling a lot of good wrestling to talk about yes what, what, what comic books you read for this past week uh the fall shows are starting up again so i can talk about flash hopefully i can get uh, batwoman in i finished preacher i finished legion wow um before we wrap this up we gotta do a top five so my top five oh, geez. Your top five top five favorite things uh that you did, saw, or met, or people that you met at New York Comic Con. Okay. Uh, my top five. Well, my Elvira commission, because it's awesome. So that'll be on the list. Uh, let's see here. Uh, dressing up as both days as Aquaman and Jim. That's fun. Um, three, just seeing all the other costumes. Four will probably be the trifecta we got on Saturday of Tom Farland, Brian K. Vaughn, and J. Scott Campbell. And then five... I'll be lame. I'll say hanging out with you guys and and, and Norm Matt Hill and just having fun with people. Because if I went my, myself, it wouldn't be as much fun. I'd have fun, but not as much fun. Nope. I'm agree with you. Um, obviously, hanging out with you guys is always a key. Paul Rudd, uh, that would be another one that's up there. Hanging out and talking to our buddy Alex. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That was great. Todd McFarlane again, just uh, a tremendous. And uh, number five, I forgot to tell the story, so I guess I'll tell them in my top five. Is meeting Billy D. Williams. Oh, yeah. I know from him, from him doing the con scene for the past couple of years, a lot of podcasts, a lot of people I talked to said, 
very, you know, he's getting up there in age, he's very tired, he gets tired quick, and they said it was kind of a little bit, a little bit that they had him in episode nine for filming, you know, they kind of had, kind of had to go his own pace, so I got up there and had my Return of the Jedi poster sign, and my geekdom, I think that, like, my geekdom comes, especially Star Wars, comes from my aunt. Now, my parents were young when they had three kids, you know, my brother and my sister, I think they were in their early 20s. So my parents would try to go on dates maybe once a week, once a month, and my aunt only lived about a mile away, but she her and my uncle never had kids. So we would stay over there. We would always watch three Star Wars movies or 89 Batman. Okay. I know she was a huge fan of Lando Calrissian, uh, probably her favorite character. So basically, basically, you know, we talked about, the, is it a question? Is it a comment you make? So me, you know, you know, about 30 some years ago, growing up, my aunt, my aunt would watch us, and you were a favorite character, and she has no idea I'm here, and no idea I'm meeting you, so I'm going to take a picture of this, and I'm going to send it to her, and I just want to thank you for having a close relationship with my aunt. So thank you very much. That's a really nice, it's, a, it's a, one of the nicest, sweetest stories I've heard in a long time. I really appreciate that, because you make sure you have a great day and tell your aunt I said hello. So. Oh, cool. Very nice. Still smooth. Still yeah, smooth. Yeah, smooth like a Colt 45. <laughs> I think that's going to wrap it up. Is there anything else that you uh, you want to add on episode number 69 here? 69! Uh, <laughs> no, I think we got it all. The New York Comic Con, it's fun. If you ever get a chance, even to go for one day, but you, probably, you will not get it all in one day, go and check it out. Oh, yeah, we, we, we uh, ran to the stepdads too briefly, too. So, or maybe you weren't there for that. Me, maybe it was me and Brad. No, we were there. And then uh, one of the stepdads wanted to shake my hand, and I said, you better watch because he was talking to somebody. <laughs> oh, okay. Excuse you want to get stiff later. <laughs> no, they were, yeah. We ran into them last year, and this was their first year together. And, yeah. Uh, from the pictures I saw, they had a really good time. Yeah, which is cool. So, yeah, definitely. Everyone that I know that goes there has a good time. But, yeah, so if you've never been to a Comic-Con, go to one. Maybe a little bit big for your first one, but, hey, why the hell not? <laughs> so. Yep. And I guess we're we'll doing our podcast here in three days. So this is a bonus episode. So we don't have to plug anything. I know we have True Wrestling Friday, so we'll talk more about another one. So that's in Plains, PA, and we'll be in the super secret dark match that's a bonus match or something like that whatever but <coughs> we'll be at True Wrestling this Friday and if you want to see all my con pictures you can go on to Facebook and search Andy Hedder and I have the whole New York Comic Con 2019 album and check them all out and tag yourself if you happen to be in one of them <coughs> excuse me yeah, yeah we gotta take it home he's getting sick yeah yeah I'm coughing there you go I gotta get lunch thank you sir for doing a little bit of recovery I appreciate you knocking uh, this one out with me you go rest up your throat and I will mm-hmm. uh uh and I will catch you later. But yeah, guys, um, anything on the old Instagram or the Twitter, just look under uh, Matt underscore Turner OF. And uh, let us know about your con experience. And we'll be releasing another podcast in a couple days. We'll be back to the old format. But uh, Heather, I'm, Mr. Heather, I'm going to tag you. I want you to finish this one off. Okay. So for episode 69, <laughs> this is Matt Turner. I'm Andy Heather. And we'll catch you in a few days. New York Comic Con, baby. <laughs>